Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Uh, welcome, persisters and brothers. Today's episode, I am so honored to have in England, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, uh, Anu Varma. And Anu is a podcast host and author. She has a pretty fabulous career on the side, but uh, she is someone who has survived childhood sexual abuse as well as domestic abuse and is just a hoot. She is so much fun. So I absolutely love talking to survivors of abuse who went on to have just amazing lives and moved well beyond Mm. healing and abuse. I mean, healing is a lifelong process, but I just am so inspired by her courage. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on a news program, Victim to Victor. So I couldn't wait to have her on mine. Welcome, Anu. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's so lovely to have you. Well, not on my show, but on your show. <laughs> you on it's your lovely show. to be had on my show. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this journey? For sure. Wow. I I guess it was my childhood experiences, really, that shaped me to become who I am today. Um that's actually a quote from my book. So it's kind of instilled into me <laughs> because it, it, cause it, it did destroy me. You know, I was um, sexually abused from the age of three and it was years and years of um, sexual abuse from different perpetrators that I experienced. And it was only when I kind of hit my teens and early adulthood when, you know, I, I was I was an outcast. I was so different at school, at college. And um it was only later on in my life when I realized that, you know, I was traumatized. I had PTSD, you know, and uh, many cases of attempted suicide where I wanted to jump off like buildings thinking that I could just fly away like a bird. You know, that's how much I wanted to escape my physical form. I, I just didn't want to be present. And it did. It really interrupted my relationships with myself, more importantly, as well as others. And I was attracting some real horrible people into my life who were just making mm. me feel worse about myself. You know, I was being um, abused even more. You know, I suffered from narcissistic abuse and uh, domestic violence. And um, it was just ongoing, just different partners. And then it was only really when I kind of got to the age of 30 and I realized that there was healing for this type of trauma. And that's when my journey began of trying to really find myself and my inner peace. And more importantly, just to try and love myself. Right. Yeah. That's wonderful. Was there one particular thing that made that light bulb come on where you knew that there would be healing? Yeah, it was my healer, um, Marie. I speak about her in my book, and I just feel like she was the angel that was sent to me. And they say, don't they? It, it takes one person to have, like, to have, believe in you and to have faith in you. It just takes that one person for you to realize that I'm not, you know, I, I'm not bad. I'm not, I'm not like messed up. This is all as a consequence of what happened to me. 
but no one was here to educate me on this, you know, and it it took that for me to realise that I do deserve happiness, you know, I do deserve love. So, yeah, and I'm really grateful for, you know, the teachings that, that she offered me. That's terrific. I mean, it's so important for people to know that if they're going through something awful right now, mm. their past doesn't have to be their whole future. No. It takes a lot of work to change yeah. trajectory. It does. It takes a lot of work to basically what feels like swim upstream, but yeah. it's possible and can even be probable with the right support and yeah. so exciting. So mm. with that journey, then what happened that led you to have a podcast and really want to speak about abuse? Because that's not as common where you're from than where I'm from. You know, we talk yeah. about this stuff more openly now. But <gasps> You do, you, know. you do. Absolutely. I mean, one of my, um, you know, key kind of elements of, you know, why I am who I am today is because of my culture, because I am actually Indian heritage. And in okay. India, what we do is, you know, we suppress our emotions. And so many women and children are getting raped daily there, like every 15 minutes as a, a rape case. But it's just hidden. It's not acknowledged. And it's normalized. And right. that really makes me angry because, you know, people don't realize if the implications of that for when these children in particular, when they're older, you know, how much they're going to suffer from their innocence being taken away from them at such a young age. And that's what motivated me to write my book, because I wanted to be that change. You know, and that's one of my favorite quotes is, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. And I want to be that change. I want to make an impact. And I want everybody in the whole world, including my brothers and sisters in India, to realize that it's not okay to take advantage of anybody sexually or, you know, manipulating them. And there's just so much demons around still. And I need people to realize that it's not, you can't accept that. That's not okay. That's fantastic. It's not okay. And it's not something that a person needs to keep secret. It's mm -hmm. not something that they need to hold on to and feel shame about. It's something to speak out against and pursue healing. And I love yeah. that you've done that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And it was a lot, a lot of my healing as well came from my traveling because I think, you know, when I was so uh, traumatized from a, such a young age, I just wanted to escape. You know, that was my, it, they say that in trauma, it's, uh, you know, you freeze or you flight. It's like the freeze right. or flight response. And, you know, it's that adrenaline, which is like, it's a stress hormone, obviously. And that was um, motivating me to go explore the world, which, you know, isn't a bad thing, if anything. Right. Um, it's actually a negative, um, which happened to me when I was younger, turned into a positive because I, I, I had two amazing long around the world adventures where I went and saw some amazing places. I lived in the shamanic villages, you know, in Thailand and Burma and just really absorbing different cultures, you know, living with monks and just really practicing, you know, Buddhism and uh, meditating and for me, again, that, that was life transforming because I realized that, you know, there's so much out there. There's so much beauty in the world. And it kind of helped me to, you know, get, get away from that suicidal mentality that I was suffering as well. Because, I, you know, I knew that my life, because I'm in the UK, this is where I'm born. And I realized that I don't really have to be here, you know, if, if it's not serving me. And I think just knowing that you've got options in the world, like, you know. Right. Like you're not, you're not trapped. I think that really helps. 
I think that's so exciting. And the other thing is you learn to really trust yourself. I think Mm -hmm. with traveling, especially traveling alone, you learn to trust yourself and your own strengths. And that's something that gets worn away by abuse. And suddenly when you find yourself playing in someone else's playground without really being invited there, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's stressful and it's exciting and exhilarating, but it also develops resilience and strength. So that's really terrific that you did that. Yeah, I suppose it is similar to your story. When you went um, traveling to Greece, you know, you developed a whole community and that that would have been for for actually trusting people. Right. Strangers, total strangers. And (laughs) it's funny because I did not, I always had wanted to travel and didn't have the courage or the finances to think that I ever would. And there's something about being forced into it that's like, oh, there Uh really is a whole world of, you know, 7 billion brothers and sisters. They're not just the people that look like me around my neighborhood. (laughs) And it is so empowering and exciting. The world is a beautiful place. We'll talk (gasps) about whole things happening. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) really great things too. too. It is. It is. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, you know, that's one of the things that... I will always try and, um, you know, teach young people to do is to just go and explore, you know, even if it's Europe, just go and explore the world, you know, don't feel trapped in like your one place, you know, that you're in, because it just opens up your mind. And it's like, it's one of the best teachings one can ever have. Absolutely. One of the best forms of education is stepping outside of our assumptions. Now, how did it come to pass that you decided not only to pursue healing, but pursue writing and podcasting? I mean, your day job is very different. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually um, qualified. um, I've got a master's in science. So I'm actually a business development manager for COVID testing lab at the moment. But um, my, yeah, so that helps to pay the bills. But my writing came from um, just mainly the fact that I started journaling all my pain. I remember those. Yeah, I just remember those sleepless nights when I was just crying and screaming. It's like my soul was screaming. I wasn't screaming, but something inside me was. And it was just like so much pain. You know, I've never, ever felt so much pain. And I, I was seeing a coach at the time, a therapist, but nobody could really help me overcome that. And I really had to do it myself. And they, you know, they gave me techniques on how I could do that. And writing just seemed, for me, it seemed like one of the most healing techniques that I could do during that time of the most horriblest pain I've ever experienced and um and that's how I started writing it was mainly through journaling and then I realized that I'd written 20,000 words and that I could actually turn that into a book so you know COVID lockdown hit um and during that time I'd already written 66,000 words and that's when I knew this is my time now you know let's go get a publisher and uh, oh my goodness I found found an American publisher who published my book for me bless her (laughs) fantastic yeah and then just on the back end of that um I realized that um again it's all linked to um you know chakras and blocking eventually because I'm really into chakra healing and um I found like my throat chakra had opened up and now I could talk a lot more about what had happened to me and it was just a suggestion from my friend she said why don't you try podcasting and I did, and I got addicted. <laughs> so, you know, I only started it at end of January, and I'm on episode 54 already. I've, I've wow. literally 
Yes, I've literally just published your talk. So that was episode 54. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Well, you Thank just you. got right on it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that too. That's okay. It's a well, pleasure. that is terrific. How has your life been transformed? I mean, here we're in a pandemic. That's usually a time of great isolation and things feeling out of control. And you really seized the moment and took opportunity to finish a passion project, which was your book, find a publisher that's no small event, Mm -hmm. and then start a podcast. So how has your life transformed? Oh, wow. It's transformed for me. I feel like um, I'm healing. I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm totally healed because I still have um, a lot of work to do with my relationships with my family. Because again, coming from an Asian um, you know, background, it wasn't, it was kind of frowned upon me actually publishing a book and getting my story out there. And the fact that my podcast is for sexual abuse survivors, it's literally rubbing it in my, you know, families and just in my culture's face, like, look, you know, I'm out there now. I'm exploiting mm-hmm. you all because this is an acceptable form of behavior. And right. um, yeah, and now I'm, my battle is at the moment is it's dealing with that. It's dealing with the pressures from my own community, really. Sure, sure. Because you love them. But on the other hand, you have something that you know is very important to the community to speak yeah. out against. So that's exactly. important. Yeah. And that's a hard balance. I don't think anybody in any culture finds writing memoir easy when it comes uh-huh. to family. I really, I really? have to say, even, although I'm sure yours is, is more challenging, no question. But I just think in general, when you publish memoir, yeah. people either feel like they weren't mentioned enough, they weren't mentioned uh-huh. favorably enough, they were mentioned too much. How yeah, can you see it that goodness. way? You can't <laughs> win, can you? So you really do have to have that sense of this brings a benefit to readers or I wouldn't do it because it's certainly not bringing millions of dollars to most of us. So we know that we want to have good connections and that we want to benefit our readers. And I can see that you've done that. That's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So exciting. Well, fantastic. Oh, I love your So what are you working on next in your journey? (laughs) Well, now, because um, because I'm in the midst of battling, um, you know, some demons um, within the culture, I feel like the next, it's just natural, like the next uh, project for me is to write more about like females in the Indian culture, just okay. the suppression and how that leads to um, like trauma and, you know, PTSD. So I just feel it's going to be a lot more of a cultural book, my next one. So I'm excited to, yeah, again, that takes a lot of courage, but that's fantastic. Do you think you'll go travel anywhere if, when, when we're allowed to, again, to do some research? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I I need to go back to India. God, last time I was there, I had a horrendous experience. Again, it was all just to do with men, you know, just thinking that women are a prized possession and (laughs) right. (laughs) I've been to India. I have not yet. Oh, okay. God, yeah. God forbid, yeah. (laughs) I have heard such amazing things about it, but as far as traveling alone, which is my my favorite thing to do, that's not necessarily a thing I want to do there. I think I might travel in a group. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think I I, I actually believe that, you know, I was sent there from the universe just to uh, gain some strength and I did, you know, just Good. trying to fight with um just these horrible people like men in you know in particular just you know on the bus like public transport is the worst when they right. feel like you know they 
they can grope you and stuff. It's just, ugh, it's rife, honestly. So, yeah, I just feel that there needs to be more publicity made about that to, um, again, you know, just try and make men respect women more. And and a lot of this, it will start from when, you know, when they're boys, like right. just education from their parents in that school. That's where we should start. And calling it out in the way that you are, even if people aren't so popular in the moment mm. when you try to change norms, that's the way it all, all change happens is somebody's got to be there to, to call out the behaviors and to say, this isn't acceptable. No. And there are too many people impacted. And yeah. eventually it, it does start to catch fire. So I'm very hopeful about your next work that that's really going to do some amazing good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Hopefully. And, um, you know, because we're out there to make an impact, both myself and you. And, you know, I feel that by sticking together and, you know, um, supporting each other, I feel that, that that's going to be the best way forward now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I it wasn't that long ago in the United States. I mean, it was in, within my lifetime where it wasn't illegal for someone to assault their wife or their spouse. God. And since then things have changed and young people can't believe that. Like, what, what are you talking about? But wow. for us, I think in the States, and maybe it's the same in the UK, it almost always takes a famous person going through an event for people to care about the common person. Oh, so I know okay. I was working as a domestic violence advocate and, you know, we cared about domestic violence victims and things. This was in the mm. early nineties, but when a sports star's wife was uh, brutally murdered, suddenly everyone was talking about it. Oh. And, mm. you know, it, it is, it's, it's when something happens to a celebrity, suddenly it seems to matter more. So we started yes. calling it out more and there became more dialogue and, and we've moved away from that and moved backward, I think in the last, I'm going to say five, 10 years. So yeah. I'm really glad for the work that you're doing and writing and all of the influence that you have. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. We've got to go and, uh, be the change. <laughs> That's right. That is exactly right. And still while being the change, having fun being the change. And I love that you, you know, you're enjoying your life and you've found through working through some of the healing journey, you've found mm. some passions and travel and writing and some other things. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Podcasting at the moment. I love it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I we're, love we're, that you do it. Yeah. And we're so blessed because, you know, the fact that when we publish a talk, it just goes global, right? I just think that's amazing. Right. The power it is of amazing. Te- technology. Yeah. Who knew that we would start traveling more virtually uh, when the I pandemic know. came, right? Yeah. We traveled the globe without leaving home. <laughs> On our sofas and our beds. <laughs> that's right. With the cat next to me. Meow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. He was interested at first. Now he's gone to sleep. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's terrific. Well, where can people find out more about you and your show, Victim to Victor? The book title is Victim to Victor, as well as the podcast. So smart. Yeah, absolutely. So literally, yeah, if you just 
Google me. Uh, you'll be able to find my book if you would like to read that or listen to it on Audible. Um, uh, or, and also on my website as well, you can catch me. Again, it's just victimtovictor.net with the number two. And, That's right. Uh, the number two is important. <laughs> yeah. And now a lot of my talks are going on to YouTube because my virtual assistant has kind of questioned why I'm not publishing on YouTube. So probably, um, again, it's a, a tip for you as well. Get it on YouTube. Okay. You have good tips. I love that. So thank you. That's the other fun thing about interviewing a podcaster is I learn new things each time. <laughs> So thank you. Yeah, we that is good. I other. want your virtual assistant. <laughs> I'll pass them over. <laughs> oh, I have oh, loved this. Thank you oh. so much for the work that you're doing and for your good uh, company today. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. And I, uh, loved, you as well. Oh, yeah. I've just loved your story and, you know, hearing you survive and just that, that word community. I just think it's such an important word. You know, with you, obviously your community was there to rescue you, um, but I just feel like like I don't have that. It's very strange. Right, <laughs> then, you're creating it. Yeah, you develop your community, don't you? That's right, that's right. And that's something I think is so important is that you looked around you and said, well, it doesn't exist yet. Yes. And then set about building a community, you know, link by link. And I oh. think that's just terrific. I hope that when people are listening, if they're in a situation of despair, they know that they can do the same. Yeah, I hope so too. So yeah, everyone out there, it is just having that community feel. It's the number one thing that you can do if you're feeling isolated or depressed. It's to have a support network around you. It's just so, so important. It so is. Important, yeah. It definitely is. Thank you for being here. I have been so honored. Appreciate it, Anya. Oh, no. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.